This episode of Nomi Athlete Radio is brought to you by Hemp Daddies and their full-spectrum CBD products, created by a runner for runners. Learn more at hempdaddies.com and use code NOMEAT at checkout to save 10% off and free shipping on your first order. That's H-E-M-P-D-A-D-D-Y-S.com and use code NOMEAT. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to NOMEAT Athlete Radio. Doug, I have uh, I have an esports update for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. It's a favorite favorite topic of our podcast among yep. disc golf and uh, what are our other common themes? Zen habits and Zen yeah, just uh, FIFA, oh, yeah. FIFA sports. FIFA, I think are, that yeah. is esports. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I FIFA update. I haven't touched that yet this year. Oh, I've, that's good. I've put a little bit of time into the original Legend of Zelda, uh-huh. uh, which has become a bit of a time suck, but not not in the same way that FIFA does I, I talked to you about why i don't think it, it just doesn't have the potential these old games are so quick compared to something that just is interminable interminable just goes on until the next fifa season starts and then starts up again so anyway that's not the point the point is i was i was on vacation not vacation uh, a trip this past week i went and visited <laughs> <laughs> i visited the balance for life retreat in florida yeah, uh, I took my mom there. They invited me to go to sort of evaluate the program, see if maybe it's a good fit for some sort of no meat athlete or vegan fitness retreat, which it very well may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent a few days there with my mom. It was very nice, and actually, it was very cool. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But while I was at my mom's apartment waiting to go, I uh, I was flipping through the TV channels and found the Madden NFL like championship finals on TV. I don't know what, what network it was. I know. I don't know what network it was. It was not Twitch, though. It was on real TV. Real Maybe. live TV was airing the <laughs> yeah. the football, the e-football People finals. Football. Exactly. What? Well, not even the finals. It was the tournament. So I guess, I guess in fairness, it's not like they just aired the games and you were just supposed to sit there and watch the game. Okay. They, they were showing each game you saw about a minute of. You saw the highlights pretty much. Okay. And then they would like flick back to the guys after like the play would be made. You'd see the guys wearing their like Bose headphones and like just looking intense and like cursing and just doing all this <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> that, that I guess is everything esports should be. Right. So now, yeah. so now you get to see, you get to watch the game, but you then you get to watch the guys doing the game. So it's a whole added dimension of watching sports. What kind of what kind of people play? <laughs> professional madden like is it is it sports fans or is it like the same type of people well, who might play another you know like a fighting game or something i sort of wanted that i didn't the way i was wondering in my head is are these going to be the biggest nerds in the world if when they show the guys playing mm-hmm. they weren't i thought it was going to be just total slob people who just that's all they do is sit on the couch and play that and that's how you get that good i guess they looked honestly they look like punk kids they look like 20-year-old kids who, like, may or may not be going to college, uh, but but just, I don't know, just guys, rough guys. No, no <laughs> girls that I saw. Not one oh, girl really? that I see in, in the competition. <laughs> I didn't watch the entire thing, believe it or not. I didn't watch <laughs> for the entire thing. But, uh, yeah, so it was, all, it was all sort of 20-something men with, with, like, you know, beards and cool haircuts mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Like, That's you know, interesting. Dougs. It was like a younger Doug. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can. I understand that now. Yeah. And then um, they would. And what here was was funny. They all were the Chiefs. They all picked the Chiefs as their team. So all these games you were watching was the Chiefs against the Chiefs. Really? Which I guess I guess they're a high powered offense. I have not followed the NFL almost at all this year, but I, I know they started off great. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah, like one guy was the Patriots, I think. But it was just I don't know. I found I've, that bothered me so much that I couldn't keep watching it. I just so, okay. So uh, like in FIFA, sorry, we, I think we should wrap this up here in a second. <laughs> but I have all these questions now. I know. In FIFA, that's why I brought I, it up. Part part of what you uh, what you like about the soccer is that you like build your own team, right? So this isn't that they're actually using the existing team. No, right. This is not that. And I don't actually know at the, at the highest level of FIFA if you were playing your your ultimate team that you've put together and. Because that's that's a whole different skill set. There you have to trade players and buy players and right. all that stuff. Um, yeah, this was just you pick a team, which kind of makes for a level playing field, and it's truly about who's the yeah. most skilled at the game. Okay. But but then you get this problem that people are the same teams. It's <laughs> 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 funny. Anyway, so I don't I I didn't like I said didn't watch it that long enough to see the end. I know they they called it the belt. If you were gonna win, it'd be the belt. And they would like the guys kept talking about like how, how many belts they had won or how. how much it meant to be in the final and focus one round at a time. It was the same cliches they all use in all the other sports, in real sports. Uh, but it was just it was just in this e-sport context, and I I found it quite amusing. Figured it'd be worth sharing with you and the listeners. That that is funny. That is that's interesting. Uh, I actually thought of you recently um, in the same way because uh, have you seen Netflix has this new show called Seven Days Out? No that um like picks a topic like a, an opening of a restaurant or um the ending of one of the nasa missions and mm-hmm. it's like the seven days out from you know that happening okay does that make t sense minus, or, t minus seven days t minus seven days and one of them is a professional gaming thing oh yeah um i don't know what game it is i don't know if it's a sport or it's, it's still called not car, it's not not a car else. game where you drive the cars around and they play soccer, is it? No, no, it's uh it's League of Legends, which I don't I don't know what that means. I'm sure it's the same as Fortnite and every every other game. Yeah. Is that so is it still called esports if you're not playing a sports game? <laughs> I think it is. I think it's still then an electronic yeah, yeah. I think that's esports. But anyway, so like there's this big tournament or whatever and it's the seven days after the tournament. I haven't watched it yet, but uh I thought of you, because <laughs> anytime I hear esports, I think of <laughs> I think of you in this podcast. We just started a little side project, personal passion Ooh, project that's per- only oh. us discussing esports. <laughs> <laughs> just me asking questions and you. Yeah, well, the thing is, we can't get too into it so that we actually know anything about it. It needs to be just two <laughs> yeah. idiot outsiders. Just like who do not comprehend the whole thing. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about serious matters. I'm running a, is... a 50k this weekend. Oh, yeah? That's pretty serious. Sorry, I cut you off. You had Somewhat a... more serious than, than our topic today, actually. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm what, uh, what kicking, off, kicking off the year with the South Mountains Marathons 50K. A 50K marathon? <laughs> yeah, a 50K marathon. <laughs> like the 5K That's... marathon my neighbors used to run? <laughs> exactly. Like the 5K <laughs> marathon that yeah, your, your niece and nephew have run. It's um, my neighbors. It's oh, my your neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, uh, it's uh, it used to just be a marathon. This year they added a, a 50K. Okay. That's cool. Um, Where's that? Is that near us? Sounds like it. Yeah, it's like uh, 
45 minutes away towards like Marion. Okay. Kind of. Cool. Yeah. Really excited feeling, about that. Feeling prepared? I'm, you know, I'm feeling ready to get my butt whooped. Yeah. Um, feeling ready to suffer a little bit. Yeah. yeah it's been, it's like, it's, it's going to jumpstart me into this, uh, this training here. Had a good, good. couple of weeks, but, um, this is going to, this is going to be exactly what I need. Good. Well, good luck. I hope that goes well. Thanks. On that note, I, uh, actually glanced at the Black Mountain Monster website this past weekend, which has, oh, been, has been won by, by one Doug Hay. That's right. The 100 mile or the 24 hour 24 version. 24 hour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I even looked you up. I looked up the result. I wanted to make sure that I was not, you weren't tricking me or lying or something. So I <laughs> looked in the past results and found Douglas Hay was number one. And yep. uh, yeah, so I'm, I was just thinking that if I signed up for that, like the 12 hour version, that it would kind of allow me, it would just give me something. And then it would allow me this flexibility that if I wanted to end up just using that as a, as a marathon training run, I could if I wanted. And yep. if I ended up wanting to use it as a, as the last big run, maybe not the last one, but, but a big run on the way to a hundred miler, then I could use it for that as well. And I love it. My wife, Erin could also sign up for maybe the six hour version. Cause she's sort of still flirting with the idea of getting back to marathon running, but doesn't want to also would like to want to do an ultra. And I was thinking she could just sign up for that. And then, you could babysit our kids or something, and then we could just <laughs> we could do it together. But I don't uh, know. Yeah, I know. I I love that. You have any sort of like victors uh, in? You could like get me a, I don't know, like add twenty miles to my to my total. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, they've actually gotten they've gotten way more high tech since either of us have run it, and now you wear like a chip that like ah. picks you up at certain parts in the course. So there's no cheating. Not that I cheated, of course, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they're, they're much more high tech. Um, wow. no, I think okay. that's a great idea, Matt. And I would love to, uh, crew you slash babysit your kids <laughs> for the good. Okay. For, for the time well, you're out there. Then. You're not going to, you're not going to go try to defend your title from a couple years ago. Actually, I've been thinking about it a little bit. Really? Maybe yeah. Katie will have to babysit all, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Give all the kids to Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Do this for 12 hours slash 24 uh, hours. Yeah. And crew me too, please. <laughs> now, I've, been, I've right. been thinking about getting back out there. It's a, it's a fun Good. race. That'd be high pressure for you. You have to defend your belt. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Real stuff now. <laughs> so I got, my mom let me borrow her aura ring. Do you know what aura ring is, Doug? I didn't until you told me about it at it's your house o- the other day. O U R A is how you spell it. So it's like aura, but it's with an O. Um, o U R A. Yeah, so it's like aura. Aura uh, anyway, ring. Okay. What it is is mm-hmm. it's an activity tracking device, which I have stayed away from, to be honest. And and it, for a good reason, which we're going to talk about. Remember when I last tried to dive into using something high tech, and I did that, <laughs> I did that blood test thing. Where you go yeah. and get your blood test, and then you, you, your Quest Diagnostics info gets sent over to the company. I forget what they were called. It wasn't Healthline. It was something like that. And they analyzed all my stuff and then told me that I had huge high iron stores in my body, which was indicative of this other disease thing, and that I had a 25% more likely chance of getting cancer in my life because of this. It caused me a ton of stress, of course. I just got fixated on that, started looking it up. All these things. And finally discovered when I went in for another test that I did not actually have high iron. And I believe the reason it went wrong is because I was fooling around with this fruitarian-like diet at the time that I did the test. And super high vitamin C levels, it turns out, will give a false reading of high iron levels. So 
good example of information in the wrong hands. Someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Misinterpreting information. But I mean, the, the thing never warned me about not, you know, fasting or make sure you don't eat too much fruit in the days leading up to it. Don't eat 50 <laughs> mangoes a day before. It. <laughs> um, they probably just assume that most people don't <laughs> eat 50 mangoes a day. Don't have right. to put that one on the... Uh, right. Yeah. But, so anyway, no. I, so I, I really have kind of... No, I wouldn't say made an effort. I just have not really been that interested in getting into activity trackers. I've done it a little bit. I've tried it. It's fine. I don't, I'm still not convinced that having that data really helps you. This thing, when, when I got it, I thought this has been really good. So I, I, did, I did the sleep analysis. I always caught, thought of myself of, of a good sleeper. thought I slept pretty well. I know I had talked about that problem that I have where I wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. for half an hour. But for the most part, I'm, I got that resolved and recently have been sleeping pretty well. Well, I did this ring. I did fine. All my sleep numbers were good, except my deep sleep number, because it looks at all the different phases of sleep. Uh, I was sleeping like I was getting deep sleep 20 or 25 minutes per, per night, which is not very much, just even without knowing anything about it. It doesn't seem like much. Right. And I think the average adult gets somewhere between 15, 20% of their night sleep in deep sleep. Uh, and so I, obviously I was way shy of that. I think I was getting something like less than 5% of my sleep from deep sleep. So this... I wouldn't say this scared me. It made me think I had a problem. It just made me think, like, wow, I think I'm sleeping pretty well. And I even on these days when, when it reports this, I feel pretty good in the morning. And I thought, wow, this there's this untapped energy source of that I am missing out on. I'm not, not getting deep sleep. So started looking into to that. And that's what this episode is going to be about, is, is the things that I have tried and found out that you can try. Uh, for improving the quality of your sleep and impro- specifically getting more deep sleep uh, because mm-hmm. it, uh, you know even if you think you're sleeping well uh, you know it's quite possible that you were sleeping the whole night through but you're just in in a a lighter phase of sleep the whole time and you know that you could be, you could get way more energy or muscle repair this deep sleep phase is really about tissue repair uh, it seems more than more than your brain and consolidation of memories and things like that hmm. um, yeah. So especially so might, for, for athletes, might be specific, specifically interesting. So anyway, um, the reason I'm tying this back to the, to the thing about the blood test is in doing more research here, I've, I've started to look up the difference between deep sleep and REM sleep because I actually am getting plenty of REM. And on the nights when I sleep especially well, that are, or when I feel especially good in the morning, that REM number is really high. So that one has seemed like the one that really controls how good I feel. Um, still, I wonder, am I missing out on something by missing this, this deep sleep? Um, what I didn't realize actually in looking at the app and several of the apps are, have things, uh, lined up this way. It, it kind of appears that deep sleep, and I guess on the surface, just hearing the name of it, it sounds like deep sleep might be deeper than REM sleep because in REM, you're still dreaming, your eyes are moving or your eyelids are moving. I should say rapid eye movement, right? I think actually, I guess your eyes are actually moving. I don't know. Yeah, I think but, it's your eyes. Yes, but I think when you watch someone who's in REM sleep, you actually see them. You can see oh, really? them in their eyes. I think so. mm. I could be wrong about this, but I I always thought you could sort of see them, see the muscles in their eyelids moving. But I think you are correct that it is their eyes that are moving, um, and rapidly. <laughs> but anyway, um, it turns out that's that is deeper than deep sleep. That's that is the deepest phase of sleep. But these apps, at least on mine and one of them that I looked at, they put REM as above the deep sleep on the, on the graph, which is confusing. So I don't know if it has to do with brain waves and that's what is actually uh, lower in deep sleep than REM sleep. 
maybe frequencies are lower, but your but your level of sleep, the depth of your sleep, is actually lower in REM. But anyway, um, where I am now, kind of wondering is so as as I mentioned to you before, like this this aura ring, at first it felt like wow, this is great. There's this is this whole maybe untapped energy or something that's wrong, and now because I know this, I you know could improve it and I could take all these measures to sleep better. Where I'm really wondering now is have I been on a wild goose chase for the past three or four weeks? And has this, is it really that it is quite good that I'm moving quickly through deep sleep and moving to the deepest level of sleep, which is REM? Um, or is that just, is it possible that my body is, you know, gets all the deep sleep that it needs, which for whatever reason is less, maybe, maybe because I take good care of myself, especially recently, uh, and move on. And, and this is all good. And maybe I'm trying to solve a problem that is not a problem at all. So, right. That you, that you never thought you had until you got this piece of technology. Right. Which is, uh, I mean, that's a discussion that is way bigger than this, right? People like the idea, whole idea of going in for uh, even like annual physical checkups to the doctor. I've mm-hmm. heard that be questioned by Dr. Gregor, of all people. Um, really? Has suggested that, that, at least my interpretation of his video about that was that it is probably a bad idea to go in for an annual physical checkup because of the number of things that might come up and that you will then get tested about stress over and it turns out they were just fine and you you know exposed yourself to risk and also gave yourself a lot of anxiety about it i don't i just don't know if that's i buy that i get yeah, that but that's you're just being tapped into the to the old way doug you gotta, <laughs> it, you're that's ingrained in you you probably didn't maybe. buy that we shouldn't eat meat for a while maybe but what about all the millions of people who you know went in for their <laughs> annual checkup and got some sort of exam that Found out they had prostate yeah. cancer, or breast cancer, or something like that. Agreed. But so that's why that's why Dr. Gregor's type of stuff usually is convincing to me because he takes a lot of data and he you know weighs those things as compared to what what the costs are of going and how frequent it is to get a, a false alarm compared to mm-hmm. the real one. So anyway, I I find it interesting. I don't know what the answer is. I I don't go in for annual checkups. I go in probably every two to three years myself. Yeah. Well, we're young and fit. Yeah, but an older person, even more likely to, you know, get some sort of weird prostate thing, and then they go check it out, and all this invasive stuff happens, and it turns out they might have been just fine without, had the thing never been even known. <laughs> well, I don't, we don't need to, we don't need to debate, no. <laughs> debate that here, and I don't know. If don't. I, but look at Gregor's video, because Gregor's video puts numbers, puts numbers to these things, and, and for me, it was convincing. Okay, I will definitely do that, I Good. promise. I'm sure. But you know, but I but I think I think that the the bigger issue with the technology, right, the wearable technology, is that you get all this data, and we, you and I, you know, don't really know how to interpret it, right? Like right. the the app kind of leads you to think that deep sleep is better, so you just assume that deep sleep is better, and probably everybody thinks that, you know, by looking at the app, and it takes you know, you're so unlikely to actually dive in and do more research. You know, you did in this case, and you're still not sure um, what what the real ultimate goal is. Uh, but, you know, but I think that most people would then start, like, worrying about something and maybe having less sleep and worse sleep because they're all worried about this sleep thing right. that's not even an issue. Exactly. Or it might, might be an issue. They might then go to the doctor, and the doctor diagnoses something, and then they get and they go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And they, they get, go in. And they get tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't really know. Uh, 
you know, in my case, it has caused me now to learn more about sleep, and that's good. And all mm -hmm. the measures that I am taking to do this, while maybe you could argue are a waste of effort or time, they're all healthy things for the most part. There are things of, that are, thankfully, the advice is pointing to, like, you know, move toward a more natural lifestyle, like no screens after a certain hour, uh, yep. you know, less alcohol and caffeine, uh, meditation. I don't know if meditation is part of a natural lifestyle, but it probably, compared to our modern world, it probably is more natural than than rushing around all the time. Uh, so lots of things. None of these things are costly measures. I know they could get costly. If I start buying grounding pads and mats, Sid Garza Hillman style, uh, <laughs> then they could get costly. So I, I was just going to ask Sid about this again, because he and I always like to argue about the merits of uh, grounding mats, but earthing mats, I guess they're called now. On that note, though, I want to talk about what I have tried and what other things there are that one could try. Um, I guess with that little bit of disclaimer that, that you know, I don't really know if, if deep sleep is the holy grail that I was making it, um, and maybe I'm just fine. But anyway, before I get into my list, though, of all the things that I have tried and not yet tried uh, to in order to, to hopefully sleep better, Doug, let's take a minute and thank our sponsor. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Hemp Daddies and their full-spectrum CBD products, including tinctures, capsules, and a transdermal cream, which is great for sore muscles and chronic pain points. All of Hemp Daddies CBD is produced from USDA organic hemp and singularly sourced from a family-owned and operated farm in Longmont, Colorado. Hemp Daddies was created by Caleb, a friend of mine who actually hosted me on the Nomad Athlete book tour back in 2013 in Austin, right. Texas. And also an ultra runner who struggled with chronic pain for years, and it was CBD that helped him fight that pain and inflammation from an overuse injury. Matt, I've been using CBD for the past several months to help me sleep. As I mentioned on the podcast before, I have been dealing with a lot of anxiety at night in particular and had trouble sleeping. Uh, but after taking a little CBD in the evening, I've noticed a real reduction in that anxiety and been able to get much more restful sleep. It's been really nice. One, one cool thing that I've noticed about Hemp Daddy's tinctures is that they're mint flavored and actually taste way better than the brands I've tried before. Plus Hemp Daddy offers a variety of strengths and non-tincture products to fit your needs. Help fight pain and inflammation, sleep better, and recover faster with Hemp Daddy's CBD products. Visit hempdaddies.com, that's H-E-M-P-D-A-D-D-Y-S.com, and use code NOMEAT for 10% off your first order and free shipping. So let me uh, let me tell you quickly about this thing I was on. I was at this event um, called Balance for Life. You can check it out at balanceforlifeflorida.com. This isn't meant to be an advertisement or anything. I just had a really good personal experience there. I liked it. Um, it's all about SOS-free, which is salt, oil, and sugar-free. And that is sort of, that's pretty hard. I mean, that is, that's like what the Dr. Furman diet is that I tried long ago, the Eat to Live diet, and kind of didn't make it that long. Maybe, maybe made it four or six weeks into it. But eventually abandoned it because I just couldn't take the no salt thing. And I now, being somewhat wiser, I've realized I should not let one component like that um, throw me off. And I should just, you know, if, if that's what I need to have to have be oil-free is to, to have some salt still, then so be it. So anyway, it was good to go back into this thing, do a little bit of an immersion, have a few days where I it did eat salt, salt oil, sugar-free. Uh, and actually, what, so there's a series of talks at this thing by this guy named Dr. Frank Sabatino who I really want to get on the podcast, Doug, and I asked him if he would do it, and he said he'd be happy to. Um, he gave a bunch of talks about nutrition and stress and sleep and all these topics related to lifestyle. 
And I just found them really, really informative. I found him very easy to understand. He had a great way of just breaking things down. Um, and at the same time, being very convincing. So I actually, it has made me, believe it or not, want to go back to being, uh, I wouldn't say quite oil-free, but but to stop cooking oils. I really have kind of gotten the the sense that cooking oils is the real problem. Now, he, I talked to him about this, and he said that, you know, uncooked oils is still bad for these certain reasons. Um, but to me, the, the no cooked oils would be a, a rule that is somewhat easier to follow. Um, would allow me to still add a little bit of oil here and there for different reasons that I may want to. Um, but anyway, the reason I'm talking about all this is because his last talk was about sleep and stress. And he gave me a bunch of ideas there that, that you know, came right at the right time because I was really curious about all this stuff. Uh, and what he said, Doug, the thing that most that I found most interesting, he addressed deep deep sleep specifically. Um, now, though, I'm kind of wondering, like, when someone says deep sleep, do they mean truly the deep sleep phase that is called deep sleep, <laughs> or do they mean that and deeper levels like, like REM? Right. Hmm. Like, what's the frequency, Kenneth? That so. Is it, <laughs> <laughs> are you too young for that one, Doug? Yeah, I'm too young for that. Are you? I don't know it. I don't know it. What about uh, losing my religion? Oh, 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 oh! You're talking about you're talking about actual REM, REM songs. Song. That was yeah, a, yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. Joke. Okay. Well, most. I got it. All right. That. Anyway, um, what he said though was that was that just 12 minutes of meditation daily increases deep sleep by 44 minutes, which to me 12 minutes of meditation increases deep sleep by 44 minutes. Right. Wow. I mean, that's a ton. If I, I'm getting 25 minutes, so if I could increase by yeah. 44. Now, maybe maybe that is, of course, that is over a larger number of people, and maybe those people are already sleeping, getting more deep sleep. So a 44-minute increase for them is is not a huge, not a 125% increase like it would be for me. Um, so maybe I won't get that kind of benefit. But that right there was interesting. And that's that's actually an argument now back to why this technology, how it could be a good thing. Because I mentioned to you, a couple months ago that like meditation was not really high on my priorities right now because right. I had done it quite a bit and I find it really interesting. But when I do it for a few weeks, I just start to get bored with it. And I kind of wonder like, is this really worth my time? I mm -hmm. don't observe benefits in my day-to-day -day life. I know that the purported benefits of meditation and the, the scientifically researched ones are there. But when I don't really feel them in my life, it's kind of hard to keep this habit up. Now, if I were doing this sleep ring, and I saw that deep sleep go up by 44 minutes, suddenly there's this very, I don't know if tangible is the right word, but visible benefit that I'm getting from that meditation. Sure. And I would imagine that, you know, then I would feel better and perhaps notice that I'm feeling better. Now, I guess maybe I should I would have still been feeling better even had I had not had the ring. Um, but somehow seeing that improvement right there would, would give me a lot of motivation to continue this meditation habit. It would say this, you know, when I question what the point is, I could say, well, look, if nothing else, there's that great benefit from just 12 minutes. So, um, I don't know. I am very curious to try that. I did do a meditation for 12 minutes last night. Did not notice any improvement. Actually, I slept for 33 deep minutes of sleep last night. Uh, well, instead of 15, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would say that's one of my better ones, but it's not It's not that good. I've had a few that are up there in the you know, 41, 35. Okay. So there, I've had some good ones. It was one of the better ones, but still, uh -huh. this is still half or, or less of the number that the average adult is getting. So um, that's a big one. Um, the other thing that I changed last night, and th this is gets tricky because when you're trying to measure something like this or look at the effects of something, 
um, and you change multiple things at once. <laughs> There's, it's not just that. It's, it's also the fact that these, like, I don't know that these will show up immediately, right? Just meditating right. one certain day doesn't. I would imagine meditation. You have to do that over time. Exactly. This other one, though, this other one might be more of a targeted one, uh, which is alcohol. When you drink alcohol, what what right. I learned from Dr. Yep. Frank was that drinking alcohol anywhere near bedtime dramatically messes up your sleep and prevents your your body's ability to get into specifically deep sleep again. Um, so you can still sleep with so alcohol. My, so my my nightly post toothbrushing shot of whiskey isn't a bad idea. <laughs> exactly. No. Oh. Just kidding. That, I do that as my toothbrushing. I figure that just kills all the bacteria. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Swish <laughs> it around in there. And, yeah, rinse and then swallow. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but what we have said is that both of us, we don't like to waste our, our drink of the day uh, on dinner, right? We don't like right. to have it at dinner time. I mm-hmm. prefer it as more of a dessert type of food or, or treat or whatever yeah. it is. I, I almost always have one within an hour or so of, of bedtime. Yeah. That's when you want it. Nightcap. Right, exactly. Wind down. Knocks you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I just find it more enjoyable then. I don't do it for the purpose of sleep, but mm, I, do, mm. I, I do do it for the purpose of, I don't like to do it earlier than that because, as I've said, if I do it earlier than that, if I have a drink of, if I have a beer at 5.30, because we eat early because we have the young kids, uh, my whole night is ruined. I'm just, that's all I do is, is I drank that beer is what I did that night. And then I just don't do anything. Play Zelda. <laughs> Play Zelda. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. or or for me, it's yeah. I'll just have another. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, because it's no, if early. <laughs> yeah, if I if I start at five thirty, then by like seven thirty or eight thirty, I'm like, oh, I guess I better have another. <laughs> <laughs> just so you don't go too long without. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, but if I start at eight thirty, then right, then you wouldn't. Yeah, the natural limiting factor that it's bedtime. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess if I feel like I feel like the next four hours after I have a drink are going to be not optimal they're gonna be they're gonna be i'll be relaxed and i can kind of zone out but i'd rather spend those sleeping than waste my good evening hours with that That, so i like it in later in the night so so did he did he recommend a time that you like how much time you should have he did not specifically uh Mm -hmm. what he said was he said so if you're gonna drink do your drinking earlier in the day so (laughs) he said he said pretend the problem is you know that's when alcoholics drink is in the afternoon and in the morning right so uh, and and in your case, if if drinking one is the start of the drinking, then maybe, maybe that would be a problem. Maybe you shouldn't have a drink at three o'clock because then you, then you might want another one at five, mm-hmm. and then again at seven. So anyway, <laughs> um, what I did do though, I found you know Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Body. Yep. Uh, my mom happened to have a volume of that on her shelves as well, so I cracked that open and looked up his sleep chapter, and he actually did get into specifics. This is Tim Ferriss specifics, though, where you know where he he says you need exactly fifteen almonds to do this thing, and any more or less is going to not get the result. So, I don't know. I mean, some of his stuff is good, some of it I don't like. But uh, he said that that for him, a drink within four hours of sleep, when he was tracking his sleep, because he was using one of these activity trackers and looking at how it affected his sleep, he said two drinks four hours before bed uh, definitely harmed his ability to get into a deep sleep zone. But six hours before bed, he could have more than twice that many drinks and not have the problem. So it appears that, you know, for me, I just took that as, okay, I'm going to make sure I have any drinking done by four hours before bedtime. So if I go to bed typically around, I don't know, 10.30, then 6.30 should be my cutoff. Hmm. Yeah. So I tried that last night, stopped, had, had a glass of wine with my wife when I got home from my trip, uh, 
cut it off by six. The problem was, why made me a little tired? And then I fell asleep <laughs> at nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Right. So uh-huh. anyway, so maybe maybe this whole thing would ultimately lead to to no drinking whatsoever. Because if I'm if I'm going to drink and it's going to make me go to sleep, then I'll never be able to go four hours after my drink before sleep. So I, I think that that I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Maybe six be- hours is, is, is fine and it won't affect your sleep at all. But I imagine if, if the best sleep that you can have is your goal, then dr- any sort of drinking throughout the day is probably a bad idea. Yes, I think that is very true. Um, which brings me to another thing that he said is pretty much a bad idea, which is caffeine. Uh, I have not gone there yet. You know, so you, you can look at the half-life of caffeine in your body. And if you have your, your coffee, if you're done drinking your, your cup of coffee by you know 10 a.m it's going to be out of your bloodstream by the time you go to sleep at 10 p.m mm-hmm. uh you know by and large it is gone from your bloodstream um so i'm not too worried about that i guess if you drink if you drink a lot of coffee and you're drinking into the afternoon then i would say that that is very likely impacting your sleep for me one cup at 8 a.m i don't think is the culprit if there's even a culprit here um but that's one to think about i have not done that step yet other steps i have done doug is i, I am- well, yes, go ahead. Just on, on caffeine. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I mean, it could all be in my head, but it seems like I notice a significant difference if I drink any caffeine after three o'clock, mm-hmm. which is seven hours before bed normally. Yeah, it's funny. That's a, I mean, that just seems like a, a long time still, right? I'm sure the people who mm-hmm. still drink, and, and even eating chocolate and there are other, you know, not having coffee, but things that have caffeine in them, sodas if you drink those. Uh, yeah, that, I think that is, could easily mess up people's sleep without them even realizing it. Yeah. Uh, lights. Lights are a big one. Mm. And screens. Screens are, I guess, a form of light. They're that, that blue light that really messes with things. It really messes with your body's ability to know that it is time to sleep. Because, of course, you know, the best thing to do would be to start going to sleep when the sun goes down. That's kind of when you wind down your activities. Because the way we've evolved, there wouldn't have been really any way to, to keep using those dark hours. Um, of course, I guess once we discovered fire, we could have had candles and things like that. But <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a soft, that's so a soft glow. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, I mean Ben Franklin, he stayed up all night, right? He burned the midnight oil. That's how he got all his work done. It's true. Maybe he's not our model for sleep. <laughs> yeah. Just for. <laughs> but anyway, being so lights, man. lights. I told you a long time ago that I had cut out all the lights in my room. Was totally free of that. I didn't have any alarm clocks. Didn't have anything. But in my current house, the internet devices are are in our room which i hate uh but i have covered those up with electrical tape in fact i did that a long time ago covered off their blinking lights um which i don't know if that poses some other kind of fire risk or something (laughs) for better or worse i did that um so you want that to be done screens i have heard two hours before bedtime is when they should be they should be done Uh which you know uh, there's some wiggle room there with like i have a the kindle paper white and it doesn't appear that that's like backlit i don't think that's that kind of light but it is something because you can you can make it brighter when there's no when there's no yeah. light on. But, that, but the whole does, point, right, is there's no blue light. Isn't that like a thing? I guess that's what it is. I guess it's not blue light. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So, so you're uh, saying all light? So like, in the evening time, you know, you're sitting around reading a book or doing whatever, journaling, meditating, all the healthy habits that we wish we had. Um, <laughs> Uh, that you want to you want to have minimal light in the house? Is that what you're saying? I, I didn't. I haven't gotten that message from them. But I think I'm sure someone would say, yeah, that's probably the best thing to do. Is when the sun goes down, you know, ideally you would have no light. But mm-hmm. we're not trying to do that. I mean, that's that's crazy. So I think 
I have a sense that the screens, when they're two feet from your face, when you're staring at a phone or an iPad right. or, or even playing Zelda, which is really... <laughs> the Nintendo controllers, its cord is a foot and a half long. I don't understand how they do that, but <laughs> yeah. that, that's how it is. I mean, when you have an 80-inch TV, <laughs> you, have to, you have to literally look left and you know, turn your head to see the whole screen. And not to mention playing Zelda. I mean, I think that some part of my brain thinks that I am in the land of Hyrule and that I have I have <laughs> bad guys around every corner and it puts right so it puts mm-hmm. that fight or flight thing and you don't want any of that at bedtime. So that's not a good bedtime habit. But I think screens are worse than than you know soft house lights. Uh, right. So I've eliminated all that from from my bedroom anyway, and I am trying to obey the screen thing. I mean, if I need to text somebody, that's fine. But I don't. I'm not a phone flicker through anyway, so that's not too much of a problem. Uh, I also, so this is this one is tough for me. They say that so, it, hold on. So you're listening. You're listing a lot of things here that that you have done. And these are the things are, I've done. Are these are these are things that you've done in the past like couple days since you got back from no, this thing. No, no. These are the things I've done. Uh, I mean, the meditation and alcohol, yes. But but the light, the things I'm about to get into, the screens, those I've been doing since I think I discovered this. Uh, three or four days before Christmas. is when my mom came, borrowed, gave me my ring. That was my sister's. And I've been using it since then. Got it. Okay. So I've, I've had close to a month of doing this. Not quite. Three, four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Temperature of the bedroom. So I am a, I run cold, and I like it to be nice and hot everywhere I go. I know. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> if I'm you being should, honest. You should feel this out. You like, you like very still, warm air. <laughs> yes. So, for example, a good example is what I did before, knowing that we were going to be recording a podcast today, Doug, mm-hmm. and my office kind of in the back of the house, a lot of windows. I, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I turn the space heater on in this office and close the doors and just fill it with, with humid, hot air. And then I can turn it off. And after, you know, I'm starting to get cold now, 30 minutes into the podcast with the heater off. But I fill the room up with nice, warm, still air. And I just love it. I just love that humidity. Something about it. So anyway, uh, that apparently is not good for sleeping. They say they say your room should be sixty-seven to seventy degrees, uh, and that's that's pretty cool. It's not very warm. What do you and keep your house at? Typically, I'm kind of a seventy-four. You're a seventy-four range. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, I know. It's very we, hot. We keep uh, ours at sixty-seven all day. Oh my god, that's yeah. good for you. Good for good for fat burning and a lot of other things during the winter and during the summer. We you know it's like. 71 or something yeah that's i think that's good i think as far as health goes better to keep it cool than hot. make your body have to have to be a little bit i guess you're not uncomfortable but i think it's better to be uncomfortable on the cold side as far as health goes yeah you just put a long Um, sleeve shirt on i just hate that if i'm in my own house i feel like i have the right to be wearing shorts and a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt okay all right so anyway i know it's that is a flaw of mine but so i'm trying to do that uh aaron likes it cold when we sleep so we've i've been cracking the window and i've also been cracking the window so that we can um, i'm concerned that maybe pet dander or dog hair or something like that because we have a dog mm. and she sleeps in our bedroom mm-hmm. that that might be keeping me up because i'm prone have been prone to allergies not really anymore but have been um so i open the window and you know it's not just a crack it's a it's a good six or eight inches open during so cold nights wow keep the heat on so i do well keep so it, you know, all right so is warm. that good is that like because that's like cold air blowing into your house Right, right. And that's a lot different than having a temperature, a steady temperature of sixty-seven degrees. Yeah, that's true. But I don't, I don't have that. I, I go under the covers. It just, I feel that the room is cold, but I don't feel the air blowing across me or anything like that. Okay. So, 
Anyway, Aaron got me for my birthday a one of those heated pads in your bed, oh. so that and it's a uh, dual dual zoned, so that she can keep it nice and cold, and I can oh. find blazing hot. I know, which is nice. That's kind nice. of feels like an old person move. Kind of feels like that's like one of the first signs of us saying like, "All right, we're getting up there. Let's let's just start <laughs> moving." Like the uh, Craftmatic adjustable bed. Remember that? I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I, you know, I I hate to break it to you, man, but uh, I think you've been showing signs of old person <laughs> for a long time now. <laughs> I know. I'm an old soul. Nothing against old people. Old people are are good. But anyway, just <laughs> found it funny. Uh, yeah, so I've done that as well. And, and what's actually nice about this warm bed thing is that I can experiment with really cold, not really cold, but for me, really cold, optimal sleep zone or temperatures. And, and if it doesn't work out, if I wake up in the night and I'm too cold, I can just turn this thing on. I don't have to worry about going out and turning up the whole heat of the house and closing the window. I mean, that would, that would itself interrupt a lot of sleep. Right. So anyway, so that is, that is a good thing about this. Um, but all these things I mentioned so far. Not one of them has has changed how I sleep a bit. Really? I mean, I mean, maybe I'm sleeping better. I, I should. I am sleeping better. I feel like I'm sleeping better. Uh, but uh, but according to the app, my deep sleep number is not changing at all. That's interesting. Some days, some days it gets up into the 30s, but very often it's in the 20s, and it's just not moving. Which is why, having discovered recently that that REM, which REM is getting more, I'm doing better and better with my REM sleep. Um, Wondering if maybe the point isn't the deep sleep. Maybe I should be just glad that I'm getting through that and right into the REM. Yeah. Anyway, a few more things that I have yet to try, and then we'll then we'll wrap it up. Uh, CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Which, as you mentioned, or have, have we done our have we run our ad yet? <laughs> yeah, we've run our ad. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that had nothing to do, by the way, with this topic of, of episode. That was just was a random yeah. occurrence. Uh-huh. But uh, CBD oil. Is not really something I had considered trying for sleep. Uh, you mentioned that that it's helping you really sleep well, so that is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, I learned at this Balance for Life retreat that that our brains have these cannabinoid receptors because that that is what CBD oil is. It is cannabinoid oil, which I used to pronounce cannabinoid, but uh, hmm. it is. It, I heard Dr. Frank said it uh, cannabinoid. So we have these receptors in our brain. It turns out we have this like endogenous chemical system that produces these things um so the 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 hemp versions of it are it's not like it's not like we are you know wired via by our evolution to need to consume hemp right that's not the point uh it's just that it's just that it does a nice cbdo does a nice job of of kind of plugging in those holes if uh if something in your lifestyle is not not doing it for you right fair enough is that your understanding of this yeah that sounds exactly right to me good so anyway, so that's on my list. I have not yet tried that, but I'm considering adding that. But I kind of just don't want to do too many things at once, right? I, like yesterday, I did the meditation and the alcohol thing, and I want to stick with that for a little bit before I add a new thing in here. Uh, intermittent fasting, it turns out, can help, at least in, at least on the on the front end, not eating before bedtime, not eating close to bedtime. Uh, as as Frank, Dr. Sabatino said, it really, bedtime, it, like the night night hours are really a time of winding down towards bed. And when you eat... That is sort of the opposite type of activity. That is that is giving your body fuel, uh, and mm. just very just an unnatural thing to eat that late, or even even after dark. So, I'm yeah, kind of curious you know about the, that. Similar question to the alcohol one. Do you know what the optimal break is between your last meal and sleep? 
I don't. I don't know if there is one. Uh, what what he mentioned at this retreat was, I think he said the fourteen ten kind of plan, which sounds like a pretty easy one to do, uh, which would mean fourteen hours of not eating for ten hours of eating. So if you you start eating it at eight p.m., then you're done eat, or eight a.m., then you're done eating by six p.m. Uh, hmm. And that is something that I could I could do, and and that would coincide nicely with the alcohol cutoff. Um, so I may try that. I've, I've tried it in the past a little bit and kind of just had this sense that I was going to lose weight on it. I don't think I actually confirmed that I was losing weight, but it just felt like my, my, when I want to put weight on or keep weight on, my strategy is just extend the eating hours rather than try to be extra full during, during the eating window. Uh, just more comfortable to eat more often and and earlier and later. So, uh, what I've realized though, is that what I learned this weekend was that it actually produces growth hormone, this, this intermittent fasting and, that growth hormone, if you were someone who's trying to put on weight, you're doing exercise, uh, breaking down those muscles, that the growth, growth hormone may actually help you put weight on. So gave me a little more reason to give this intermittent fasting a go, uh, at least this, this mild form. I think the 1410 is very mild. I think some people do 16-8 or even get down to eating within six or four hour window. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, he said, don't worry about that. Is way lower than, or way easier, I would say, than uh Yeah. I mean, anything. eating from... Right. Eating from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. is, is you know, there's not much sacrifice you're making there. No, or uh, 9 to nine to 7, I mean. Or... Right, right. But if you cut two more hours off that, it gets a little bit hard. I, I think I think it would not be that hard to go until till 11 or noon without eating if you got used to that. Right. But apparently coffee coffee counts, though. As soon as you have coffee, you're, you're eating. And so, booze. You know, if uh, mm-hmm. maybe this, that would be a good, a good kind of motivator to not have my nightcap. What if you were uh, if you needed deep sleep? If I was doing intermittent fasting and I was stopping at six or something, yeah, it'd be a great motivator. Yeah, except then you then you'd want it, and then you then you might be off the plan. <laughs> right. right. Did you tried this for a while, didn't you, or did you not give it a real go? I. <sighs> I gave it a half go. <laughs> I gave it a half go. That's that's the, yeah. the really what I did was. I just Let me guess. didn't you started, have breakfast. You started, basically. then you wanted a nightcap at night, so you had a nightcap <laughs> and then you just didn't. Basically, basically, I just didn't eat breakfast. I basically, I just went longer. <laughs> I went longer from, you know, when I went to sleep till I had my next meal. Mm-hmm. But, um, That's you know, something. That, it was something, yeah. I mean, it was like I would I would go to like 11 or so before eating anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would eat regularly until, you know, until bedtime. Not that I ate up until bedtime, but I would keep my normal routine, right? Which right. you know may or may not include, at times, a nightcap mm-hmm. <laughs> and corn chips. And corn chips. <laughs> always love those corn chips, man. <laughs> I, I just you had them out when I came over the other day, and I just <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't resist. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You're right. We yeah, I appreciate here. it. I walked in. I felt really welcome. You had, you had a beer for me and some that corn was, chips. That was, that was all guacamole. I needed. That was guacamole. That's that's even more than corn chips. Right, well, I skipped the guac and just went straight for the <laughs> corn <laughs> chips. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. The guac was the guac was delicious. All right, one more one more thing I'm going to try. Well, I mentioned the earthing mats. So that's not. I'm not counting that. But that that is on my list. If if it comes to it, I will order an earthing mat from earthing.com mm-hmm. and sleep on that mat for some reason. That, that's. I mean, I don't know. That just offends my sensibilities. <laughs> that I would plug a th- to get more natural. I'm going to plug right, something into the right. wall and put it on my bed. But who knows? Some yeah, do this, and that feels weird. Listen, to me too. and Sid, Sid knows a lot of things. Reads a lot of research. 
Uh, he is cutting edge as far as this kind of stuff goes, this getting back to nature, and he swears by it. So that yeah. that means something to me. That that honestly, that is the only reason that I am considering it is that mm-hmm. he really does seem to seem to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, last thing. So Dr. Frank Sabatino recommended the hottest bath you can take an hour before bedtime. Ooh, which, interesting. Which I looked up in the Tim Ferriss book um, when I was reading that chapter. He said the Japanese traditionally have had very good longevity just as a culture. Uh, of course, Okinawa is from there. That was one of the blue zones. But apparently the entire Japanese culture is, is a long-living one. Uh, and he said this is something that they do very often, take a hot bath before bedtime. It turns out, though, that Frank recommended that. Tim recommended it for longevity, Frank for sleep. Um, in Tim Ferriss's book, though, he mentions that there was a Stanford research on it, and it turned out that they said that a very cold bath, as far as sleep goes, that a cold bath before bedtime is what you want. Hmm. So Dr. Sabatino's, uh, uh, not, not his logic, but his, exp- his rationale was that you, your body gets really hot an hour before bedtime from this bath, and then this cooling effect begins. And that cooling you know, effect to counteract the heat is what actually helps you with the sleeping. So it's not... Get you in hibernation mood? No. Yeah. The cold think, bath would get you in hibernation mood. I guess it would. But I guess the hot bath, because you start cooling yourself, that. So right. no, I'm not sure which of these is correct. The hot bath sure sounds way more enjoyable than, a, than an ice bath. But <laughs> are like scolding hot baths really bad for your skin and stuff? I don't know that. I have no idea. It sure seems like they should be. And I had, I've heard people, I think Ray Cronice, I believe, because he recommends the alternating hot-cold shower routine before mm-hmm. bed. He says that mm. will dramatically help your sleep. Uh, so that's something to so basically it's something about water we don't know what there's it is something, yeah. there's something linked with water it's certainly not drinking a whole lot of it that's not, uh, <laughs> no. that's not the thing to do with it uh-huh before bed uh anyway i i think he said you have no idea what the the magnitude of the reaction that your body has to a bath that is you know a hot bath when you think of like a hot bath he said that it just it just lights up so many cells and does so many things that it is it is not what you want before sleep Dr. Frank, though, said that, that it's the cooling reaction that you want, and that's what that causes. So who knows which is correct? Um, but, you know, baths of all sorts are, are worth experimenting with. I'm not going to do ice baths. Let's be honest. I'm not going to do ice baths an hour before bed. If I'm in the throes of marathon training, maybe I'll do two ice baths in the entire training cycle. <laughs> that is not going to become a daily bedtime routine for me. That's I have not done an ice bath in years. They're the worst. They're the worst. Why would you? But you know what I do really like to do? I really, I really have been getting into the sauna um, this winter. Where did you do that? At Katie's Yoga Studio. They have a sauna. Oh, nice. Um, And I do the sauna for like 10 or 15 minutes and then take a cold shower. It's not like an ice cold shower, but, you know, really Mm -hmm. a a cool shower and then get back in and do that again and do the heating and cooling of that just feels phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. So saunas are, uh, I believe they have a, a strong link to longevity. Life extension, so I like that. No and you know, I'm feeling I like, younger. I, I, I know, and I like I like those sauna like conditions. That that's right up my alley. So mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So anyway, um, that, that I believe that's what I have. That's that is my entire list of things to try to sleep better. And as I said, I did about half of them so far with no results. Although I mean, really, I said my REM sleep is increasing. So it seems almost sometimes as if it's increasing at the expense of my deep sleep. 
Hmm. Uh, maybe that's exactly what I want. Maybe the REM being the deepest level. What? Is... So uh, <laughs> I guess we probably should have done this at the beginning, but what are the stages of sleep? There is awake, which is not really a stage of sleep, but is, is you know, the non-sleep state. Mm-hmm. There is light sleep, but light sleep is really just, my understanding, all it really is is the leftover. It's like when you were sleeping and it doesn't it doesn't qualify as REM or deep. I think deep has a another name like deep wave or something uh if it doesn't count as those it's light sleep okay so that's so light sort of rem and deep sleep yeah those are and, the stages and your your ring is picking this up by movement i don't honestly know i can only assume mm-hmm. maybe i should have done more research on the ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i think it might have to do with heart rate and body temperature as well it does measure those things hmm but I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Well, uh, so why, don't, why don't you very, very quickly run through the things again? All right. And then I'll say one more thing. So my, here's my thing. The things that I have tried so far. Yep. Light, removing all the blue light from your room. Yep. Opening a window so as to remove the, the you know, just keep a nice fresh air flowing so that I can remove pet dander, dog mm-hmm. hair type things. Um in the process, changing the temperature of the room to a cooler one, which I haven't t- done really. I kind of, I kind of mailed that one in a little bit because I have the, I have this, the hot pad that I can turn on <laughs> if I get too cold. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, screens, which is, which is part of light, and then just recently, I specifically screens, uh, uh, not two hours before bed. Yep. And then just recently, last night, I began testing meditation during the day for twelve minutes and removing alcohol four hours before bed. Although I failed at that because as I said, the wine put me to sleep three hours after yep. I drank it. So that's, uh, that's what I've tried. And then we've got CBD oil, intermittent fasting in a more serious sense than I've tried it at all. Although I don't usually eat again after dinner. Uh, and hottest bath you can take an hour before bedtime. And finally, if you're willing to go there, earthing mats. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, is anybody talking about exercise? Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally forgot exercise as a, as a, that's like the first thing that that you should think about doing honestly and i just because i was doing that i didn't count it as something that i changed right. but that is right uh and actually i hoped because when i first got this thing uh got the ring i had been let's see i was coming off of being sick for a week i'd been at the tony robbins before that and just had not been doing that much exercise at all even though before that i'd been almost every day so i was kind of hoping that once i got back to muay thai and running that you know, right away, especially given that deep sleep is for muscle repair, tissue repair, uh, that maybe I would just start getting it right away. But that did not happen at all. So, hmm. yeah, I know. So I, I don't think, I mean, maybe if I got into really more intense exercise, it would do it. But I don't know. But that's good. I'm glad you brought that up. That, that I was taking that as sort of a given, but you're totally right. Yeah. I want to get one of these. I want to, I want to, or something. I want to, now I'm curious. I, I am too. I'm, I start, because this, as I said, this is my sister's ring, but, uh, I am want kind of wanting to get one, and that's what that's what led me to that question of like, do I really want to go down this road of of right. getting into all the data? Did, how do you spell it? O U R A. By the way, not uh, not an advertiser or anything. No. Now, if you do have a sleep ring company or any of these products that I've mentioned, earthing mats. <laughs> yeah, we want to try them. Yeah. <laughs> so Al- them even up. alcohol. If you have any certain alcohol, we'll drink that before <laughs> before six p.m. <laughs> Whatever you got, we're open. Two hundred bucks looks like. Oh, Doesn't that's not like so bad. uh. Well, so I know that uh, 
like your Fitbit and stuff will do sleep tracking it, but it might not be level of sleep. I'm not really sure. I, I do have the sense that there are others now that will do it, that will do levels. Because mm. in Tim Ferriss's book, he mentioned a thing doing it. And that was written in 2011, I think, or 2010. Hmm. So I think, I think it can be done. Um, one more thing, Doug, just out of just funny note of interest that you asked me when you were over here and I was talking to you about sleep is the, uh, the polyphasic sleep idea that, that one right. can, yes. can kind of potentially skip all this sleep nonsense entirely yep. and just take a short, I don't know if it's 25 or 40 minute nap. I think it's 40, uh, a few times per day, like three to five times per day and replace the entire night's sleep with that. And the logic there, which I did not fully have on hand when you asked me about it, but do again now, I think I remember this, um, is that it's, it's the REM sleep. Because I, I was so confused because I thought REM was what you wanted. But at that point, when you asked me, I was, I was in this state of thinking that deep sleep was what you really wanted. So I believe what, what the polyphasic sleep idea is, is that if you deprive your body of sleep and only give it these, these occasional naps that are short, uh, it will learn that... In order to get REM sleep, it needs to skip a whole lot of the rest of this this sleep cycle because the REM sleep you don't hit until you've gone through the other stages, right? Uh, Makes sense. Yep. So you move through those, and then you get into REM, which is you know where you where you solidify memories and I think really kind of rebuild all the nerve energy and everything. Um, so you can you can shortcut that. You skip those other stages if you just take these naps and tell your body that it's not going to get long time. So you better get quickly into the REM cycle or REM stage, I should say. So if you do that a lot of times, it turns out you can get the same amount of REM as someone gets from a full night's sleep, but you have done it in like two or three hours of actual sleeping compared to someone doing it with eight hours of sleep. And so people do that, and with success. I think uh, I think Matt Mullenweg, is that his name, the WordPress creator? Uh-huh, yep. I think he was a big fan of it for a long time. Um, Steve Pavlina, that old blogger, he may have been into it, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway... It's it's just a weird thing. It scares me. As I said to you, I tried it that one night. I gave it kind of like your uh, kind of like your intermittent fasting attempt. Yeah. <laughs> I did it one night, and then I the next morning I just crashed so hard when when my kid woke up, and I and then I realized that was a big problem. <laughs> so I only my my polyphasic sleep experiment lasted only that one day. Uh, but I think I've heard criticisms like kind of what we're asking now. Like, aren't those other phases of sleep potentially important? Right? Uh, yes, it takes. Like REM is the one you need to function, but but what happens fifty years from now when your body never got any light sleep or you know quote unquote deep sleep uh, because you just always skipped and went right to REM? We don't know about that. That is, I think, yet unknown and maybe an area of future research. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of scary, but kind of fun. Kind of fun to imagine. I thought that was a solution to all my problems when I uh, when I had a <laughs> all the more child. time you need. And you get yeah. to nap throughout the day, which I, I know. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. I am not recommending that one. But if anyone has experience, I'd always love to hear that. Yeah. Well, this was good. This was, I don't know, it's interesting to talk about, interesting to think about for sure. Because it's such a, you know, unless you, it's easy, to, you know, when you're talking about running or your, your food or whatever to have a pretty good understanding as to where you're, you know, what you're where you're struggling and what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But with sleep, it's just, it's so hard to know what kind of sleep you're getting unless you have some sort of thing tracking it like that. Yeah. 
It really is. And what is, what's really interesting to me, as I said at the beginning of this, is that almost all these habits that I mentioned, or these things you could do to improve your sleep, uh, they make logical sense as like, a, yeah, that seems like a good lifestyle habit to be in, right? Meditation, not eating really late, not drinking a lot of caffeine, especially not late, not drinking much alcohol and not doing it close to bedtime, taking a bath that relaxes you. I don't know about ice baths, but taking a bath, uh, mm-hmm. not having lights in your room, keeping a normal temperature in your room, not having dog hair floating around, screens. I mean, these are all good. These are good things. So what's kind of nice about this whole thing is that the sleep actually would give you a, an indicator of, of how well you're doing. And so all these habits that, you know, we should do, but our kind of meditation, I mean, it's, like I said, it's hard to notice those effects in your life, right? Like you might, you might think you're seeing them or you might want to notice them so you do more. But like this is clear evidence of whether something is, it's a way of seeing whether these things are working, uh, at least for the purpose of sleep. And, and if it is, then that's going to be greater incentive to do them when otherwise you might drop them because they get boring after a little while and you can't tell for sure that they're helping you. Right. So I think that's interesting because that, I, that doesn't show up for me in, in my, you know, diet or energy levels. They're, they're subjective and hard to, hard to know, um, if these things are helping me digest better or feel better or whatever. Whereas the sleep thing is kind of neat. You can measure that. I, you know, I like it. I'm convinced. <laughs> Didn't take much, huh? No, no. <laughs> I'm not, not more. I want well, more. I'm curious. I guess is not convinced as yeah. much as curious. Yeah, that's you know why I'm. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun little thing to do. I'm not sure that it is something to build your life around, but who knows? I'm going to do all of them at once. <laughs> okay. See how it works. If it works, then for, I'll just start pulling night. them away. <laughs> yeah, for one night only. Uh-huh. And then start, if it works, then I'll start pulling them oh, away. Okay. So like an elimination diet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to see you try that, Doug, and see what happens. That'd be an interesting blog post. All right. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because then like, then maybe drinking, you know, then I can keep drinking. It's no problem. Or right. eating all day or whatever. It's not a bad idea, actually. If you wanted to find these things out quickly, which one is... Which one's the culprit? Just get rid of them all. <laughs> anyway. All anyway. Right. I think yeah. uh, I think that is where we wrap up. I think so, too. I think. Anything else to cover? I'll, I will report back in as I have tried more things. And if I, have, if I get to the bottom, I hope maybe someone will email or Twitter or whatever and tell me about this deep sleep versus REM thing. Do I really need the deep sleep? Or if I'm just getting right to REM, is that even better? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Doug. But let us know. If you know, we want to know. <laughs> yes. So tweet at us, at Nomi Athlete. And, mm-hmm. and copy at Rocket Runner so I can tell at Nomi Athlete to read his Twitter. Yeah, so that someone will actually see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Well, this was fun, Doug, as always. Look forward to doing it again next week and the week after that and the week after that. Indeed it is. Super fun. Okay. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks Thank you, listening. Matt. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye.